Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. On today's episode, we're talking about meal planning and I'm revealing my real life system for getting family dinners on the table. We'll hear about Graham's famous binder of dreams and how she claims it's saving her time, money, and effort. Plus, the great carb debate. It's rice versus baked potatoes. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, Graham, and welcome everyone to The Home Hour. Today, we've got a really fun topic. Um, We're going to be talking about Graham's hidden superpower, which... This might be the best topic. (laughs) We said you weren't allowed to say that. Every show grows like, this is our best topic yet. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. You do have a very special hidden talent uh, that we're going to share with uh, our listeners today. But before we get into that, um, we have a sponsor today we want to tell you about. If you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, you've heard us talking about Kind Bars and specifically the Kind Bar Snack Club. Um, you know, this is our last episode that Kind Bar is sponsoring. So don't worry if you're listening to this and it's a few weeks out, the offer is still valid. You may still go to the website kindsnacks.com slash the home hour to get the deal we're going to talk about. But uh, this is going to be our last reminder. So if you haven't done it yet, stop what you're doing, put it on pause and go to kindsnacks.com slash the home hour. Um, the Kind Snack Club is a fabulous deal. Basically, guys, here's the deal. If you like Kind Bars, why are we going to the grocery store? Let's streamline this process and let's sign up for the Kind Bar subscription club and let's make life easier. And Right, it's kind of like the auto renewal button from Amazon. It's really neat. Um, Kirsten and I are both natural Kind Bar enthusiasts, so it's a easy thing for us. And it's just a really cool deal. So just go on and get yourself some free Kind Bars. If you go right. to well, Kind... Yes, yes, yes. Your first box is totally free to try it. It's a special deal, and you get to try 10 Kind Bar snacks for free, and all you pay for is shipping, um, which is fabulous, and that's a variety pack. So I kind of love variety packs because... Yeah, it's just like a fun way to sample something good and delicious and new. And um, so we're really grateful to Kind for the sponsorship. All the snacks are gluten-free, low sodium, no sugar alcohols. Um, You know, ingredients you can pronounce. They're delicious. I was in a bind the other day getting my oil changed. I had no food. I would never do that for my kids. But for me, I'm in that situation constantly. So it's always great to have an awesome, healthy snack that you actually enjoy eating. So once again, thank you, Kind Bars, for your sponsorship. And the the website is kindsnacks.com slash the home hour, where you can get all the details on the snack club and get your free sample box and just pay for shipping. So thanks so much. Kind bars, and you're welcome to our listeners for a yummy treat. Alrighty, such a fun treat. Graham, shall we get All to right. it? I for when you're not am, eating kind bars. What? Are yeah, you I will put the kind. I will put the kind bars down. So yeah. So today, you know, Kirsten, I think you really motivated me when you shared your goal setting episode about setting and getting, you know, setting aside a time, setting aside time and doing the family goal setting that I was trying to think like, what's my thing? What has been the best thing that I've done for my family or just for kind of our life as a family? I mean, this sounds maybe more mundane, but honestly, I started menu planning and meal planning 
which there's a lot out there on menu planning and meal planning. And I have to say my way is the best way. Um, <laughs> just humbly. I humbly say. Wait, wait. Well, can okay. I say one thing? Can I say one thing about this? Sure. Why I like your system and why I'm inspired mm-hmm. by your system and why I feel like we need to share your system with the world is because this has proven the test of time. I have adopted 8 million systems that I'm convinced are the system. And then like three weeks later, I'm out of luck again. And I'm back at the grocery store. Like, what am I going to cook? Um, this has proven the test of time because you've been on this system for how many years now? Oh, I mean, I think, let's see, seven years since right before Cohen was born. Seven I started it. years. Okay. And that yeah. means you have been through new babies. You've been through older kids. You've been through the sports. I mean, this has been a very tried and true system. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, when you try to come up with something, yeah, like organizing your closet or something and you come up with a system and you're like, "Mm, it's good, but it just doesn't work and it doesn't last like this. I have not found a flaw with. I'm still waiting to find the problem with this system. So I'm excited to share it. Okay, so I remember it starts with the booklet and I remember or I guess what do we call the binder, the folder, the binder, I guess it's a binder. I remember coming to your house and you just kind of casually whipping out the binder like it was nothing. And it would to me, it was like a Disney movie where like you find the magic book and like you open it and like light shines up from it. I mean, it was it was amazing <laughs> when I saw what was in this binder. And, um, and you were so nonchalant about it. But really, like it, you were you were holding a secret weapon here. OK, so enough build up. Walk us through the actual nuts and bolts of how you okay. set this up. I'm going to share my system. So, and truly I have to say it. So I had fun even making this up and I'm just going to walk through and I just want you to kind of interrupt with questions. And if you have anything or something seems unclear, because maybe it would seem unclear for someone listening how to do it. So the idea came about just along the lines of I was working, I was working full time and I was about to stop working and stay at home. And I knew it was time to cook dinner every night. And just, that was something that, you know, we wanted to start doing. We wanted to have family dinners and we had a young baby and I just wanted to kind of add that to my life. And also I think for anyone who's working, you know, you're out in the working world and then you maybe are on the precipice of being a stay-at-home mom and you're kind of like a horse out of the gate, right? You're like, I'm going to be the best and I'm going to do everything great. And I just, I'm glad that I kind of thought maybe I'll cook dinner every night. Not that I do cook dinner every night right now. Um, But what I did was I sat down and I'm very tactile too. So this is a paper-based system, although I did everything on the computer. And what I did was I took a, I did this in Excel to start out with, but first you take a binder, like a one inch thick binder, and that's going to be kind of the basis of things. And then I sat down because you're going to basically put your weekly menus into this binder. And I first made a master list of everything, right? So I sat down and I thought, what would be good dinners to have for my family? And I started just with seven weeks, right? So seven weeks times seven nights of food um, is what, 49 different meals, right? So just throw yourself a bone, come up with 50 different meal dinner ideas that you can eat okay now that sounds daunting right but remember this isn't restaurant quality this is like what is my family eating on a regular night for dinner okay so so i'll just kind of just just so i can kind of paint the picture here of the 50 meals like give me like a very high-end fancy foodie meal and give me like a low-end down and dirty quick meal so i can see like the gamut here 
Oh, yeah. So my joke is anything that's like a normal family night dinner, just add the word gourmet in front of it. So, for example, gourmet hot dogs, gourmet pizza, you know, whatever that means. And I think or, you know, gourmet hamburgers. So let's say $2 Costco pizza from the freezer section. It could be, but I've actually, it, this works so well that it's actually not that. It, it works. Okay, so here, let me just read. I'm just going to read you like five or six things, I think from maybe six or seven things from the first week, and you can kind of tell. So like week one, I just did like meatloaf, spaghetti carbonara, which we love, gourmet pizza, gourmet grilled cheese and tomato soup. So that's a dinner. Shish kebabs, caprese sandwiches. So that's like roasted tomato, pesto, and mozzarella. Caesar salad with grilled chicken, brisket, chili. Okay. And so what you do is you just go through and you make a huge list. Like it could be breakfast for dinner or um, chicken pot pie, quesadillas, right? You know, salmon. And then, you know, you can kind of add your side dishes in there too. So let's say like, you know, you're going to have salmon. Maybe you want to have grilled zucchini and a side salad with it, right? It doesn't have to be anything super advanced, but you are just listing 50 different things that your family might enjoy to eat, right? Does that make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So you list it all out. And then what you're going to do after you make this list, and like you want to make it a list of things maybe you're interested in trying, but you also want to make a list of like things that you basically cook on or that you know, right? I'm sure like Kirsten, you have some recipes that you're good at and that you know how to make, right? Like I have my chili recipe. I have my brisket recipe. I have, you know, things that I just kind of know how to do. And then there's stuff that I cook Wait, with. Can I just from stop a... for one second? Because ironically, I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever cooked chili. And I've like tried brisket once and messed it up. So even just I've learned something now. You're going to be right. Too right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and my list. Okay, tacos. That's another one. My list is going to look different from yours. Or like lettuce wraps, gourmet baked potatoes. Like I say, whenever it's a simple dinner, you put gourmet in front of it. And you just make a huge list of 50 things. Sit down and brainstorm. It could be stuff you want to learn to make, but I would definitely say it needs to be stuff that you kind of actively make on a daily basis because you don't want to make this too stressful on yourself. And then, so you need a good list of things that you just go to, like your staple weeknight dinners that you eat anyway, right? Which I'm assuming for most people is like some derivation of pizza, burger, quesadilla, if you have kids, chicken, you know, the things kids eat that you're just normally eating on a nightly basis. I wouldn't do like chicken nuggets. That's not necessarily, or, or you could, I mean, you could do chicken nuggets, but okay, just, you know, I have to say to this gourmet thing is a good idea because how many times have you been to a restaurant and like, really like you order something and it's super fancy and it's super foodie and it's really delicious and well done. Um, but really all it is, is like a very basic food. They've just made gourmet Right, it's just a cheeseburger. There's a reason it's a famous food. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. That's a thing. It's a hit. Well, and, and it makes it easier, right? Because, for example, my kids, if I'm making homemade pizzas one night, are going to eat the cheese pizza. But if I add gourmet, that means that maybe I've added, like, pesto to you know, the pizza that I'm making for my husband and myself, you know, or maybe I've added, you know, like some leftover grilled chicken to our side. So just kind of adding gourmet, like when it's baked potato night, for example, um, maybe I'm adding like chili and chives to ours, but the kids are just getting, you know, baked potatoes with sour cream and cheese type thing. So That's gourmet just kind of idea because I do, I do sometimes feel like I cook two dinners. Like I do the adult menu, the kid menu, right? It's annoying, exactly. but it's at the same time, like my kids are not going to 
eat everything I want to eat and I don't want to eat everything they want to eat. So exactly. But that way it's like, you're kind of covered across the your bases, right? Because you've got like a hot dog for your kids. I mean, if that's what you're, you know, feeding them, which I, I am, but then also maybe you're also remembering to do sauerkraut and, you know, like cool jalapenos or maybe roasted peppers or whatever it is on top. Mm-hmm. All right. But I want to say focus to the menu. So here's what you're doing. You're listing out one to 50 and then what you're doing, and preferably you're doing this all in Excel. And then what you're going to do is go through and you're going to want to divide. I can't remember your Excel password like me. Yes. Google sheets, what, whatever, some sort of like you need a sortable spreadsheet that you can okay, do this. Got in. It, got it. You've listed out your 50. And then from there, what you're going to do is you're going to kind of across the column list. So you've made your list down the left-hand side. Across your column list, you're going to make like week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, week seven, right? And then you're going to go and just put you're kind of going to like just loosely divide the meals the way you want them divided, right? So for example, you're not going to eat brisket, chili, and steak and baked potatoes all in one week. That's just too much meat, right? So go and kind of sort your weeks out. Um, So maybe you have like two meats, one, you know, pasta night, you know, a pasta dish that you like, or like tacos, you know, you just kind of sort it so that it's palatable and has variety. And what I did was I just put an X by, um, by everything like for week one, I just went down and did it that way. Um, and so basically you're just dividing, explain what the X is. Okay. So I made my huge list of 50 things, let's say to start with. And then what I did from there was under week one, I went down, let's say like I wanted meatloaf in week one, but the second thing on my list was like spaghetti carbonara, but I I knew I wanted that in week three. I put an X like carbonara should be in the week three category. I'm just going to show you what you do before you go in and do your big data sort, right? Like you're starting at the top of the list and you're just going down the list and you're saying, well, I don't want to eat, you know, first thing on my list is meatloaf. That's week one. Let's make week six, you know, chili, right? Does that make okay, sense? I see. So, so you're like, you've got your, yeah, I want to make sure I'm getting this. and I want to make sure the listeners are getting this. Okay, so right. each week you're saying like, I've got, you know, maybe... 10 dishes in this 50 that are kind of beef based or meat based and you want to spread those out is what you're saying right yeah you just want to spread it out to things that are fun for you you know and the things that you might enjoy and and also the other thing is is that if you're really sharp and that's why i think this works is that you don't want to put too many like high level you want to have like a good spread right so an easy dinner is like gourmet baked potatoes let's say or grilled cheese right or whatever it is for your family so you want to make sure you have a couple of those in that are also with more like sophisticated things for example um linguine and clam sauce which is something that i like to make um you know takes like a drop more time than hot dog night or you know taco night or tostado night whatever it is so i want to make sure that i have a mixture of just a couple things that i don't even need to look at a recipe for to make um in every single week so you want like a couple kid-friendly things in every week right so maybe a hamburger a pizza maybe spread those out among your seven weeks and then um you know you kind of want a few more like high level recipe night type things you know some of the more sophisticated i mean what are some of the trickier things you make kirsten oh well Gosh, you're getting on this I mean, you're you're always cooking. I mean, you always make good things. Like you make, you know, a tofu on something or something that needs marinating or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, like you I put, think anything that would need marinating. Um, grilling used to be a very quick and easy dinner for me. And then 
my husband switched us to a charcoal grill, which just I oh no, I, I know can't charcoal. Even I'm so annoyed. I know, I know. He, like, my my away. dad, my favorite thing was to grill chicken. But even grilling like, chicken, as easy as it is, I liked it to marinate <clears throat> in this delicious. In the you know, we've talked about this grilled chicken several times in the show. But yeah, anything that takes a little more planning or a little more chopping. Um, yeah, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, yeah, so basically just spread it out. And then, okay, so that's kind of your master list. And what you're going to do is put that in the very front of the binder, just print it out, and that's your master list. Just 50 and then f- names of dinners. Your 50 names of dinners. Okay, now I'm going to even get a little more into the weeds before we talk about, like, how we go through the weekly plan. Pardon me. <laughs> I'm just getting so excited over here. Um, but if you're, I mean, that's what I said. This has not burned me yet. Let's say you have something like chili, right? A good example. You're not going to want to eat chili maybe in July or August. So if you have a week that has chili in it, maybe you also want to add like one more thing to that week, like gazpacho and a caprese salad as a dinner for one night or, um, you know, grilled fish with asparagus, right? Because you're going to want to like have a seasonal adjustment option in there. Does that make sense so far? So, and so if you were going to put, do you put seven meals in each week? Okay. So yes and no. I typically put seven meals in each week. And here's why I like this. Cause this is why it's going to work out wait, for wait, your wait. life. Go back real quick. So let's say it's seven meals. So you're saying if it's something where it's clearly not something you're going to cook in the heat of summer, or the dead of winter, you want to actually put in like a no you're still putting it in you're still adding it in because like here's the thing this is just a reference and it's a guide and once we get into like how I break it down by the week you'll kind of see how it just makes it easier and you really don't have to think about anything because it's like everything's been thought about for you okay um so like if you have a week that has chili in it and you think to yourself like I'm you know in August we don't like to eat chili because it's very hot right that's just kind of like a winter food you should also maybe have like eight dinners in it in that week does that make sense mm-hmm. yes such that you know you have like kind of a lighter option because when you go to your grocery list which I'm going to get to next you can choose what you want to do so it's very easy just to say oh I won't make the chili this week but I'll throw in like the grilled fish and the salad and something lighter or the corn on the cob you know or like whatever it you know the, the Mexican street corn dinner or whatever it's going to be um so you have something. But then the other reason it works, and I think you should definitely put like seven things in your week, is that, I don't know about you, but we don't eat home seven nights a week, basically. You know, I feel like Harrison and I are eating out one night a week, or, you know, the kids are having a babysitter or something. So you kind of always have that like reserve meal that you can choose to shop for, or you can just completely omit. Okay. Are you okay. with me so far? Because if you're not with me, no one's with me. Are you you. with me or are you against me? (laughs) I'm for you. Um, Okay, so you're saying, see, I guess with me, we do every Sunday night, we do a family meeting. Okay. And we say, and I say, okay, how many dinners are you going to need this week? Say Monday night, I've got a meeting, you know, Thursday night, I have a happy hour, but it's going to be heavier d'oeuvres. So like, don't worry, I'm just going to grab like something from the fridge, you know? Mm -hmm. So... That's so I know on Sunday how many meals I need. So I plan, okay, it's five meals tonight or it's, right. you know, three meals and then one babysitter meal or whatever it is. But you're uh-huh. saying you just plan for seven meals. And if you don't actually need them all, then what happens? 
Well, I'm getting so I'm getting to step two, right? And that's a very good question because that that is our life as well, right? Because sometimes you know there's a late work meeting, and you know, like Harrison's not coming home. And the truth is, is why am I going to make you know like um, I'm just looking at my list? Why am I going to make you know grilled scallops with mango and avocado if he is not coming home? Like, there's no reason for me to go to the trouble to that. Four year old doesn't love that. That's not (laughs) they, you know, they're they're coming along, right? And then there's some nights where they're just not going to eat that food. and they're going to eat their simple thing. But at least I've got something. Like, I always have something to go to. Okay. So once you have your master list, what you're going to do is you're just going to make a binder and you're going to divide it by weeks, right? Like, we're going to go week one through week seven. And you're just going to make a divider and you're going to, like, print out on the first piece of paper all the foods you're eating in week one, okay? So let's pretend week one you're having, like, um, let's see. I mean, tacos, chicken tetrazzini, lettuce wraps, gourmet baked potatoes, hot dogs with sauerkraut and french fries, and chicken tikka masala. I mean, I don't know. Whatever your seven things are. Just uh, wait, print that out. stop for one second? Yeah. How many baked potatoes and hot dogs do you guys eat? Because I don't know. <laughs> I have made a baked potato. Okay, well, this is a, this is a great segue. Um, what is the like? So in the the north, like northerners eat potatoes, and I feel like obviously people in the Midwest eat potatoes, but like. I, Harrison does not like baked potatoes. So I say this as if we are eating baked potatoes, but I feel like growing up, we were like maybe living in the potato famine. I mean, or whatever it was, we were eating baked potatoes every night. And that was a very staple meal in our family. And he turns up his nose at baked potatoes, doesn't want them. He wants rice. I despise rice. Huh? I don't even cook rice in my family. Like rice honestly gives me some sort of like I break out in hives when I think about rice. Like when was the last time you served rice with a three-year-old? Oh gosh. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, oh it's horrible. And we don't have a Everyone's dog. Well, I mean I'll do like a random cleanse and it'll say like you need to eat brown rice. And I buy it and then two days later I quit the cleanse and I wait till the rice expires and I so away. that's my rice okay. system. I'm not Total segue. So what's your primary grain in your family? <laughs> Um, we don't eat grains. Well, I don't eat grains. The rest of my family does. How do you I, not I, eat my, grains? Honestly, my primary grain is whatever's in a bar. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, I, I, mean, I feel like that's, yeah. Other than that, I, well, you know me. You know, I just eat cheese and meat in bars. You do eat cheese and meat. I've never seen a girl who likes a charcuterie board the way you do. Um, okay, yeah. For breakfast, a charcuterie board, and then I have a bar for lunch. That's how I roll. All right. Wine bars and cheddar cheese. There I know. I mean, truthfully, like, I can, cheese is my happy food. I mean, uh, there's a lot of mornings that I just eat cheese and crackers for breakfast. Um, Except for no crackers. But, so here's, anyway, here's sorry, where, like, my here's where the big stuff food. comes in. So, what's so great is that you're going to take your weekly list, right? You're going to, this is going to happen on the next page. And this takes a little bit of time and a little bit of effort, but once you get the system set up, I swear it is foolproof, absolutely foolproof. And we're going to post all of this on the home hour site, because I think it's something that would help if you could look at it as well. But what you're going to do for sure. Right. I'm just going to kind of go through my example. You're going to take your week, whatever your week is, like let's say week three, and you're going to go down the list. You're going to say week number one is tacos. Okay. What are the ingredients that I need? And do this in a Word document and just wait, wait, go wait, down. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. I am so confused, Graham. So you've got your, your first page is 50 recipes, right? Right. And then the first, first page, page, that's your master each, list. Put, okay. Put it in the front of the bottom. page of each week. Do you do that? Did you do that all at once? Like when you were starting this process, when you pulled out seven things? 
from your 50? Like, you did you divide that 50 into 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7? Yep, and, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did so you, seven. And, and that's when you were sort of like, you tried to like diversify between what either if it was a, you know, a plant-based or a chicken-based or beef-based or fish-based. Yeah. But, and the only yeah. function, the only function that page serves, I think it is like, it's a good um, divider and you're, you know, like, so basically, cause sometimes I don't go in order because sometimes I'm just not craving the food or I don't feel like making the food or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll go from like week three to week six. And so what I like to do is just like flip open week six and say, oh, that's kind of like the loose, those are the six or seven, those are the seven meals in week six, right? That's yeah. what it is. Do I want to make that this week? Okay, yeah, that's what I'll, that's the week I'll go by this week, okay? Okay, okay. Because um, actually, not see, I want to stay on track, but I'm actually up to 11 weeks now, but I'll tell you how to do that later. Um, let's just start, let's just start with seven. So the next thing you do is you just create a Word document and you go straight down the list, like pick out, write your, write your meals out. Like, so number one is tacos. And underneath that, you need to just write everything you need to make tacos, right? So you need meat, shredded cheese. This is not a weekly process. This is when you put the binder together. Oh, this is a one-time gig and then you are donezo for life. Like you take the time now and and do this and you save yourself the headache for the rest of your life. Not even a weekend. I mean, you can probably knock this out in like two hours of like legit strategic planning. I mean, this is not, um, this is not totally hard, Um, but you need to do it right and you need to do it thoughtfully, I think. So like the only thing you just don't want to do is cause yourself like so many difficult recipes, right? Because I don't feel like people in the real world are cooking tricky things every single night. Maybe they are, but like dinner should be stuff that your family is normally eating, right? Okay. And maybe like a few fun things thrown in here and there. Right. Okay. Okay. So you're going through it. So week one, let's say, is tacos. So you write in the Word document, beef, taco shells, cheddar cheese, lettuce, Mm -hmm. and then date Lettuce, tomato, salsa, sour cream, whatever it is. But now don't forget, like, let's say for tacos, or let's just go like number. So that's tacos. Don't forget. Well, okay. We'll use tacos as an example. Let's say you like put some olive oil in the bottom of your pan to, before you brown the meat, whatever it is, add that in there. Like if you know how to make tacos and you know what's in the way you make tacos, put it all in there. I don't care if it's salt and pepper, just write that down because all of this is forming your weekly grocery list. And like you don't want to get burned and not have something um, that you need, you know, that's pretty basic, but also maybe something that you don't think about. Right. Because maybe you don't think about like chopped canned garlic as part of your taco night. But if it is something that you're putting in your meat, you need to have it on your ingredient list. Okay? It doesn't necessarily mean you need to buy it. It just means you need to double check your fridge before you go. Exactly. And we're going to get to that. So you've gone that's through your really whole clever. list. Uh-huh. Like that's why you're never making a grocery list again. And you're, or the way that you'll now make your grocery list is so much easier. And you are just like, you're, you never find that, oh my gosh, I'm out of something because you've done a really good job. You've done the planning ahead of time. Okay. okay. So, you know, so let's go back. So that's like taco night. And then let's just say lettuce wraps. What do you know? That's another dinner one night. So I know I need like good lettuce to do the lettuce wraps. I need shredded chicken. Um, so I put like buy a rotisserie chicken. I need, you know, shredded cabbage, peanut sauce, Chinese, you know, crunchies, and I need chopped scallions. So I've written down every single thing. And you do that for all of your, um, all of your seven nights of meals. Okay. And then that's your weekly ingredient list. And you've done it. So each week it. has a list of seven ingredients or a list of, a list mm-hmm. of seven, um, dinners. Plus seven dinners, maybe eight. Okay. 
you know, okay. like for your yeah, seasonal adjustment. Okay. Got it. Got it. But okay. All right. Typically you've got your seven things. Okay. And like, let's say, but like your chili week also has your gazpacho, right? So you can flip it out, whatever. Um, but typically seven things in a week, cause you're not even cooking dinner all seven nights. And so then what you're going to do is you're just going to print that sheet out, like 10 times, whatever it is, like make 10 copies of each week and put it in a, um, a clear folder in your binder, you know, one of those like clear kind of loose leaf things. Mm-hmm. And that is basically your weekly shopping list. So every so you actually t- pull that paper out and take it with you. Oh, because oh. if you already have olive oil, you cross it off. You don't Well, so I actually do it the opposite way is what I do is like every week that I go into my ingredient list, I, so you don't have to write anything really. I go in and I say like, well, what do I need to buy? And I just quickly highlight it. And I go through and I just like, I highlight, so you're not like you're crossing stuff off. You're just highlighting what do you need to buy. Okay, got it. Um, to make it, right? Because for example, let's say I have taco shells left over from the last time I made tacos. So you don't need to rebuy those again. Or maybe I have some lettuce left over from like something from last week. You don't need to buy that. So you're just going through and you're simply highlighting the things that you need to pick up at the supermarket. You know, and maybe you're doing a quick check of your spices just to say, okay, well, do I have any cumin that's coming up? Like, let me just double check, you know, but that's already listed on your ingredient list um, or okay, whatever let me, it may let me, be. Let me throw some challenges at you on this because... Go for it. Challenge I me. I dare you. Going. I double toucan dare you. Well, I mean, I, you know, this is definitely like the person who does not have a system. I mean, my only system is that I know it's, it's like at least you know, like when I talk about that Sunday night meeting that we have. That's been huge for me because what used to happen is I was just flying blind. And at least Mm -hmm. now I know I'm still reinventing the wheel every week as far as what I'm going to cook. But at least I know our schedule, which for me was a huge elevation from where I began. But now that I'm comfortable in that and now that we just sit down and we realize it's not that hard to sit down and look at our calendar and figure out where we're going to be. Now I'm ready for to up my game. So I I am Mm -hmm. intrigued. And the fact that it's lasted for seven years for you means um, a lot to me. But here's my question. How do you not waste? Because I feel like with the leftover situation, um, not so much like I cooked and now I've got leftover cooked food, but like if I was going to buy lettuce, like you mentioned, and I only use half the head of lettuce, I feel like my next night of dinner should use the other half. You know You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and I leftover think... ingredients, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, there's kind of two things. One is that I first of all, I've saved a fortune doing this. Like I would say the weeks that I don't do this, my grocery bills are somewhere around like, I mean, this is obnoxious to even admit, but like in the hundreds of dollars. And when I do this, I'm usually running like $120 to $150 a week, um, which is way less than when I'm not organized and when I don't plan. The other thing that I found, I actually, I found so much less waste um, because, you know, yeah, like you, you're cutting your waste in half, like definitely in half because you're not buying superfluous stuff. Like when I aimlessly go to the supermarket, I feel like I'm left with just all this stuff that I have no plan for. That's true. But the other thing that's kind of like an unintended benefit is that you, um, you end up like free 
freezing a bunch of food. So we're not always freezing a bunch of food, but you know, some of my recipes, again, going back to chili, chili is a big recipe that I cook. And so what happens is that I can put some in the freezer and usually the next time the chili rolls around on the menu, I have like, I don't even have to cook it for two times. So you end up even having to cook less during the week um, because you have the, you know, you've already like made it. And then the other benefit is that you are always able to like gift food. And I don't know about you, but we're a food gifting town. And so like, if I hear someone's sick or need something, I like have a fridge full of food or a freezer full of food because there's always something I can pull out. And I then remember di- when my oldest was about two years old and someone taught me about like, if a recipe is complicated or time consuming, double it, freeze half of it. And it was a game changer. And I know that most people listening are probably like, duh, but if you, if you've never heard that before, wow, that was a huge one for me. So yeah, that's, that's great. Right. Yeah. Like if it's a freezable thing system that doesn't do the freezable, then like you can't get on board. So glad you're right. And I do. I do feel like sometimes just because of whatever it makes me and I think kind of this is the element of the show. You are right, because sometimes you're cooking something and there is a big quantity. Like I'm just looking at my list right now. And the number two night of the page I have open to is chicken tetrazzini. And it makes my recipe makes like a huge big pan of chicken tetrazzini. And the truth is, is that it makes me, this has been another wonderful thing, think to myself like, oh, my sweet next door neighbor who's 90 years old, maybe I should bring her a little thing of chicken tetrazzini. Like no big deal. I happen to have some on hand, like it's already ready. And you know, it's something nice and I can kind of give it to someone else or like, hey, mother-in-law, like here, I've got dinner for you tonight. I just kind of made a little bit extra Um, versus, oh, I'm just scrounging to like put, you know, some sort of mediocre dinner on the table for my children um it just right. kind and of I like take- you know someone's gonna have a baby or whatever and you know you have to make an extra dinner that night it'll influence which you know week you choose right yeah i mean technically yeah technically that that works as well um and but the other thing is is that it also allows you to like open up your home a little bit more because i know that i always have ingredients on home to make on hand to make like some dinner right or something so and the truth is is people are happy with just about anything i mean they really are just to be invited into someone's home and have dinner i mean i I mean for example if i'm looking at it and one of the nights is like a hot dog night on my list and maybe that's what i was planning to make but but all of a sudden someone wants to come for dinner, I can quickly just segue and make the next thing on my list. Like you can choose between the seven different things what you want to make that night. So night one isn't necessarily Monday night. It could be. No, definitely not. You literally, that is like, that is your go-to. You now, like if let's say you're just hypothetically shopping for your stuff on Sunday, you can mix and match based on, and really that's the, like the mom discretion part of it. That's kind of nice. You know, I kind of do it on like what I want to eat for dinner that night. So, you know, if it's cauliflower soup or whatever, I'm just looking at my list. Um, you know, I'll just decide like, okay, I want to make cauliflower soup tonight. That's what I'm going to serve, you know? Um, and then just make sure you add to your list, like be thorough. So it's not just one random thing. Like maybe you need a baguette to go with cauliflower soup. Maybe you need like a small side salad, you know, whatever it is that makes that dinner needs to be on your ingredient list. And usually for me, it's like a frozen vegetable. I'm not saying any of this is fancy, but it's like if I'm making steak and a baked potato, um, you (laughs) you know, I'm opening like a bag of frozen peas and heating it up on the stove, but I've put that on my ingredient list. So every single thing has been thought of to make that night's dinner. 
Okay. I, and then to challenge you on this, on this, you can knock this out in two hours. I think this is a longer project than two hours, but I think it's like do your work now. I think you're you're very much onto something. And and you know what I will say is like some people would rather say I'm gonna spend six hours and sit down and plan my meals for the year. But other people, I think, might be good with... You could also... And tell me if I'm wrong, because this is your system. But you could also do your 50 dinners. Mm-hmm. And maybe even leave that list, like, on your counter for, you know, a week. Because things come to me later, you know? Like, I would, I right. think I would... Oh, I forgot that. I forgot that. I got to add that to the list. So that could be a fun way to do it. And then also, maybe you, you know, for the first month you do this, you say, this week, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write my list, my grocery list. Mm-hmm. And but then I will have it forever. You know, if you, if you if it's too daunting to find the time to sit down and do that, I just feel like with sometimes with a huge project like this, the reason people don't do it is because it's just too much to get your head around. Oh yeah, I mean break it up in two hours. I'm saying it could be done in two hours, but yeah, I mean it takes a it's while to come up with types. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this could totally, totally take a while, but, you know, just brainstorm and have fun with it. Like, think about things you order when you go into a restaurant that you like to eat, right? Like, baby back ribs, you know, okay. I mean, why can't you come up with a good baby back rib recipe? Or, I mean, there's so many nuances to this. Like, people use slow cookers. A lot of people, you know, have sporting events, you know, that just you kind of want something hot when you get home. I mean, you kind of just want to add in any recipes that make your life easier or that you want to try. Or, I mean, I think the best thing to do is think about what you order when you go to restaurants. Okay, um, I've got a couple um, quick questions for you about this. So, okay. one is where do you keep, because I have a binder that's not an organized meal planning binder. I'm super, I'm, I'm, I'm actually. So, right, so you just have all your recipes that you want to try, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, well, recipes that I've tried, or recipes people have given me, or recipes I printed off the internet, or whatever it is. Um, I, I do have them in a binder. Where do you keep your actual recipes? Or do you just make a note like see Tyler Florence cookbook? Oh, okay. Too? That's so sorry. That's a crucial part that we needed to get to. All right. So let's go back to it. So once you have, let's just take your sample week, right? Your, your sample week is going to include, or it should include the things you know how to make, right? Like I'm going to assume you don't need a recipe to make your hot dogs, um, right? You just kind of like, that's a mom whip up dinner, right? You don't need a recipe to make like breakfast for dinner. But within that week, Don't there's going to be a recipe for a slice of cheese and a kind bar. It's one slice of cheese exactly. plus one kind bar. Unwrapped. Exactly. <laughs> well, but like, so in, I'm looking at the sample week that I'm just looking at right now. I don't know offhand how to make chicken tetrazzini. I don't know how to make cauliflower soup and I don't know how to make chicken tikka masala. But so what I've done is all the ingredients are listed on that one master ingredient page. But then the next few pages in my binder are the recipes printed out like photocopied and printed out so yeah right this does take a little bit of time for the roasted cauliflower soup the chicken tikka masala and the chicken tetrazzini because you want everything together in one binder you know and the rest of the seven you know you're not hanging around looking for stuff no, you're hunting for nothing. It is all together. And that's the thing. Even if it's in like a home cookbook that you have that you know, I would say make a photocopy of it and just um, add it to your binder like and put it behind your master ingredient list for the week. Okay. And that way you just kind of have it all together and you can flip through and... I don't know. It just, it seems to make things easier and faster. Okay. One more question. So how, uh-huh. what happens if you realize that a recipe is terrible? How does it leave, leave? And, um, and what if, and how do you find new recipes? 
Great questions. Okay, so like I said, I... What I do is I kind of like every now and then when I find a new recipe or again, I'm so tactile. So I like to flip through things. I like to scribble and like cross stuff out. Um, if I find new recipes that I think I want to add to um, to the binder, what I'll do is I'll just kind of put them in that back pocket, you know, and I'll just hold on to them for a while. I won't add them in. And once I think I have like a good week of recipes, um, I'll create a new week. But the first thing I do is I try I them couple times the binder people this is real i'm totally going this i'm totally this is, is a real <laughs> this is like my bible binder i mean it is no joke um you know um for example okay, so like sorry, i'll get I interrupted you you put you when you find a recipe it's not it hasn't made the cut to be in the official smith family meal plan but you, right. you're liking it you're dating you put it well in, wait we're dating no. exactly exactly well for, i'll give you a really good example so like crab cakes i thought mm, that sounds nice like we can try that um sometimes and I'll, I'll admit to you like you cheat like this becomes your own and you get your own systems but like sometimes i have a recipe for crab cakes that i like um it was okay and so what i and then i made it a couple times and then i just realized it was just too much work kind of annoying um and so what i did was because again this is all on my computer I just flipped it I switched it out on the ingredient list and I just put in my new crab cake recipe okay mm-hmm. but then That's sometimes you're making your list you probably need to do it by you need to probably put above it what recipe it is so you know what do you mean well like it, you wouldn't just put like ground beef crab you know you would do it by Recipe. Well, no, you're flipping the whole thing out. So if, if your crab cake recipe is in week five, what you're doing is you're listing out like on your master ingredient list, all the things that go into the crab cake list, the crab cake recipe that you're using. Mm-hmm. And then what you're doing is behind that in your binder, you're putting the current crab cake recipe that you're using in there. Right, right. So, yeah. No, but I so when you do your list, I would separate your shopping list by meal not by like let's put all the beef together or let's put all the meat together let's put all the produce together because that oh that's exactly oh no no you have to that's crucial yeah no you have to separate it by meal kirsten 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 okay, i just yeah. want to make sure <laughs> yeah no 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 i know like, how efficient we were gonna get sorry I no like you're going number one. like number two chicken tetrazzini you're, it, and then it. underneath okay, chicken tetrazzini you're listing swap it out if you want to up the recipe yeah, you're listing butter, olive oil, boneless, skinless chicken breast, salt and pepper, one pound mushrooms, you know, one onion. And like you're going, you know, so the only thing that it's not perfect at is like it could potentially, you know, kind of having you do circles around the supermarket. Right. Because you're not like it's not listed out by produce Small and meat and whatever. Okay. For me standing at my fridge saying, what should I have for dinner? OK. Yeah, exactly. You have 11 weeks of this. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did you get from seven to 11? Okay, so I accumulated recipes over time because they were just, you know, once you start, I promise you, like the ideas start coming. I I promise, like just new ideas keep coming and things you want to try, things you want to make. But again, you don't want to make this tricky. Like, so the other thing that I do is I'll never put more than like three recipes in a week. There's got to be four things that I kind of know offhand to make before I'll put it in a week, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm just looking, I'm going to go, for example, to week 10, right? I have two new recipes. There was like a really cool shrimp and grits casserole that I tried a bunch of times. And I thought this is good enough. Like my kids seem to like it. I'm going to put this this is making you know the menu list but then also I waited until I had like 
I thought it would be really good if I just did turkey hamburgers. Like that came to mind one night, like turkey hamburgers and coleslaw and apple slices, whatever it was. Um, and then I also put like sausage and peppers. So those are two easy to make dinners that I just know how to make offhand. So I would so caution if, so you. So say I go to a friend's house and they cook something interesting and I'm on my plan. I've got my week all set out. But then I say, oh, wait, you know what? Actually, I want to try this wait. new recipe. I would just when I'm going to the grocery store, I would just say, OK, I'm not doing. Yeah, just cross I'm out one doing, of the things for the week. Let's say baked potato. Gourmet baked potatoes. <laughs> I do hot dogs because I have that at a friend's house recently. Right, exactly. See, you're getting it. Like, it's a very livable, it's a very, very, very livable system. It's just one that, like, if you need to go in default, like, into default mode, you can easily, like, fall into default mode. But if you are, go for some reason, if, like, you're going to have a date night and you're going out to dinner or you get invited to a party, just don't buy three of the dinners that week. Okay, I actually you know? really love that. And I think maybe that's why it's lasted for you so long is because it's not... I feel like sometimes with moms and sometimes with this pressure from the world of like Pinterest and blogging, whatever, you think these things are perfect and they are perfect and they're so well thought out. And it is like, you know, these meal planning people who have PhDs in meal planning and it's fabulous. But then the minute somebody has a meeting or an unexpected date night or, you know, your mother-in-law calls and says, let's do a family dinner. You're like, no, I can't. I have a system in day four. And I love that. This is oh, yeah. No. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You just cross it out. I mean, basically, I just look at my week, you know, right before I go to the supermarket. Oh, and I want to point out two more things. OK, so when you're, you're pulling out, remember, you've made multiple copies of each of your ingredient lists and you're pulling that out of the binder. And like so you're just ready to go. You've got your piece of paper to go to the supermarket. You've got everything you need. Like there's some things on there that maybe just your kids need or whatever. Like, say you need shampoo. Say you need shaving cream. You may need you might need like milk for example, let's say that's for some reason not on your ingredient list, just scribble it on the side. And then you've got every, you know, I, so I kind of like have my printed out list of everything I need for the week. And then I've kind of got like the additions, you know, cat litter or whatever it is, um, you know, cheddar cheese, Lunchables, whatever um, that I have to buy. But I swear this will save a fortune. People charge for this stuff. We're just giving it away on the home hour. Just giving it away. Just giving it away. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to be giving it away. Um, if you go to our website, thehomehour.com, we're going to have pictures. I'm going to make Graham make some uh, some cool tutorial, maybe like a photo step-by-step -step guide so we can actually oh my gosh for this um and uh and you know if it works for you send us an email let us know hello at the home hour um but you know what Graham? i'm a little bit inspired i might i might take an hour today and kind of start my little list of 50 and i'm gonna see how you seem dubious are you really sold no, no, no i'm actually really serious i really am I, i'm actually I'm, I'm i'm so in that i'm not just thinking about my 50 ingredients or my 50 uh recipes i'm actually thinking maybe i should make a baked potato <laughs> i'm thinking it over no i do i really i'm really intrigued i think this is good stuff i'm excited well, let us know how it works for you. Um, we'd love to hear if anyone takes this on and gives it a whirl, how it works. Maybe you're already doing it. Maybe you have some additions or ways to make the system better. So Ooh, if you do, yeah, please give you, us a Right. A Send show. us an email and um, let us know and we'll report back with maybe some, some listener tips too. Um, all right, Graham. Hey, thanks for opening up your binder for us. I liked, I liked hearing the system. I've kind of looked, on it, looked at it from the side for years and it's fun to see the actual nuts, nuts and bolts of it. So I appreciate that. It's how the sausage is made literally in the smith house <laughs> oh 
Oh, goodness, goodness. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. And if you've enjoyed it, um, please go ahead and give us a give us a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate that so much. And if you're not following us on Instagram, then uh, I don't know. Why aren't you? <laughs> yeah, why aren't you? It's why at the home you? hour. Come on. It's at the home it's hour. Um, super fun. <laughs> I'm always on Instagram sitting in the sitting in the carpool lane waiting for my kids. Scroll. Eating your car, eating your kind bars, mom, eating baking your potatoes. Bars. Big days. All right. Thanks, everyone, and welcome home.